0: Hey Carl, it's Anthony here from the Casting Shadows podcast just checking in, trying to catch up with posts all over the internet uh, to try and leave comments where and when I can. I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. I especially enjoyed the shout out to uh, Kevin Madison's Dungeon Musings Media Empire. He got a real uh, belly laugh from me and it is awesome uh, what he's doing. So thanks for drawing attention to that and for making it all the way through. That's awesome. I've been enjoying checking out your podcast when I can. I haven't heard the solo one yet, but hearing uh, the beginning of this episode mentioning your solo episode, that's where I'm going next. Anyway, take care.
1: Hey, Anthony, thank you so much for the kind words. Yeah, it was a really fun exercise to do. Thank you uh, to you guys for setting it up. And we'll continue to listen to Casting Shadows it was really fun to listen to you through the course of RPG A Day, and I look forward to continuing to listen uh, in the future. And uh, we'll do this again next year, right?
0: Hey, Carl, you did a great job with RPG A Day. You really dove into it with enthusiasm and reacted to the curveballs we threw you with all the phone calls. Great job, great session recaps. Um, yeah, got n- nothing but praise for you, my friend. I look forward to what you do in the future with podcasting, and um, yeah, maybe I'll get to talk to you again soon. Sorry I missed that last game of Twilight 2000. Unfortunately, the real world reared its head, Um, but it'll be interesting the next session, because that T-72 is faster and tougher than that M113 APC that the players have. In fact, the M113 really doesn't have a chance since you know, as a fifty cal, not a toe on there. So we'll we'll see what happens. Take care. Hey Carl. I do have an alibi fire for some of your last couple RPG days. I think playing in a bunch of systems is interesting and neat, but honestly, I I think they're negatives too. We we find ourselves using the wrong names for, for things in systems or we ask, is this does this game do this? No, oh that was this other game. And it's easy to confuse the systems when you're running them together. This is especially true with systems that have similar mechanics. The I, I don't know. These days, I almost wonder. So I think we looked at... It was something like seven... I, I play in seven different games every two weeks. You know, every two weeks, I'm in seven different games. And, and I almost wonder if that's not too many, to be honest. I wonder about cutting that back. Uh, but... There was something else for system I wanted to comment on. When you're comparing Warhammer Fantasy role-playing, 2nd edition, 4th edition, you you almost make it sound like 4th edition's the kiddie version of 2nd edition. Comments?
1: Hey, Jason. Thank you for the encouragement and the kind words. Um, I'm going to try to continue to do different contents, play with types of formats, maybe get some... Cool intro and outro music or art that I've commissioned. And we'll see what the future holds for the Geomologist. But um, that was mean, you saying that Warhammer Fantasy 4th Edition is a kiddie game. It's actually equally as deadly. I think it cleans up a lot of things. Uh, Warhammer 2nd Edition has some flaws and some incongruities. So I don't know if that's the adult game. Or not, unless you mean, I don't know, it's not the adult game. Um, it is an incarnation of a game that has gone through various changes. If you want to play the adult game, it might be the one that's like a board game, which is Warhammer Fantasy 3rd Edition. And It has all the fiddly bits like the board games that adults usually play. But uh, Warhammer Fantasy, like I said, is just as deadly, especially with the success level mechanic where you can gain advantage after advantage after advantage until you can one-shot someone or get one-shotted if you have a series of losing exchanges during combat. So also the Winds of Magic are still just as crazy in the new system as they are in the old system. So I don't think it's the kitty game by any means, in my opinion. And I do like playing multiple games I just do just makes it more exciting and I don't care if we mess up the terminology here and there that's recon or perception or stealth or spot hidden or awareness or I don't know whatever the fuck they want to call it this week and whatever game and they only do that so they're not the same as the other game when we all know it's all perception right so why don't they just call it perception and I'll just keep calling it perception or awareness if I find if it comes to my mind first who cares it's just fun playing different games it's fun playing, you know, testing these systems out and exploring the various universes that we do in these games so um, yeah, I guess you put up with it since you still play my games, maybe we should cut down on games because I'm counting how many games that I'm running and playing but We'll see. I mean, it just depends, right? It depends on. There's definitely games we want to keep going, especially like the long term campaigns, but maybe we can drop things here and there or just make them one shoddy or one adventure y. So to me, that's not. That's just an ongoing hangout that we just hang out and drink our adult beverage and play a game, and it doesn't matter who runs. Um, I like the Thursday bi weekly Audio Dungeon Discord group. So, for example, and the DCC group could be the same in the morning. We could go back to Saturday morning cartoon. I run an adventure, you an adventure. And, and if it's a long-term campaign, then we run different adventures for the long-term campaign and rotate them. That would be ideal to me. It's fun to have a set time and a set group, and it doesn't matter what we play. And it can be different systems. Yeah.
2: let's try this again. Last night, I ran a session of our ongoing Warhammer Fantasy 4th Edition campaign, The Enemy Within. Specifically, we're running Enemy in the Shadows. It was called in 1st Edition Shadows of Verwaggenhafen. So, there are two phases, there are two parts to this game. The first part, in in a way, this is a side quest. The players have made friends with Primus von Bildhofen, who is the son of Leopold von Bildhoffen, And he is somewhat of a dandy. His father has even, even though there's primogeniture in the world, his father has looked over him for becoming an heir. So he wants to, he's more of a book learner. He likes to dress, dress in fine clothes. He has a female valet, um, but, uh, you know, he wants to impress his father, like most sons, I guess. So because he's, like, kind of tall and lanky, he seems to have the body type of, of an elf. And he, his valet saw the one of the player characters, who's an elven knight, walking around with uh, another of the player characters, uh, Reginald, who is a... Um, an env- not an envoy. He is some sort of functionary who deals with nobility. I can't remember the exact career. He saw them a few she saw them a few days ago in shopping Schaffen, Schaffenfest. And said, Wow, that looks like my my lord. So she um she invites them to meet the Primus. They hit it off. He says, Hey, do you want to go in the joust for me? So we've been building up this idea that uh, the Elven Knight's going to joust in the stead of Primus von Bildhoften, and um, they went to him the night before after they're finding their investigation, they told him kind of what's going on and uh, what they what they found, and he said, well, uh, we can't really tackle... The night before, the Joust Maybe feeling that the screws of this shadow organization, the Ordo Septenarius, made up of some prominent merchant families in the town of Bogenhofen are trying to frame them for murder or whatever. They decided not to stay at the inn um, where they were at in order to also avoid trouble because it looked like a bunch of men from the Stevedores Guild, who they later have learned are kind of in, not in league but are paid well by the Merchants Guild to do dirty work. Um, they decided not to cause more trouble and they headed back to their pavilions at Schaffenfest to stay with the Duke's household. So they're having this interview with Primus. He says, well, I'm just me, but if something comes of it, you have my backing and I'm, I can be your patron. But, you know, it'd be good for us to make some points with my dear old dad. So um, we, start, we started the session with that kind of interview. They did really well they presented their case very well made made a great role i think it was a critical role which gives so so primus says yes i believe you i'll support you as best i can hey here's the you know armory if you need to to grab anything they grab mainly i mean the, he had promised the elven knight the trappings of his next the next uh level in the career already if he had performed well in the joust are based performed in the joust. I mean, Primus wasn't, he was expected to be unhorsed in the first pass and laughed at. So, you know, he got this elvenite to go in instead. Anyway, so he opens up the armory. They take, uh, they don't, they're pretty good. They didn't take anything super fancy. Um, just some, some leathers and some livery of the von Bilthoffen family. And they took bows as well. So the Elven Knight doesn't have any compunction using bows. He is an elf. So uh, they just stay there at the pavilion. The next day, we do the joust. And the player does very well. Better than I had expected. I kind of gave him four rounds of jousting against different opponents. And he he won by points in the first joust we did a three pass joust as I I kind of made this up as I went along there's no rules for jousting that I could find but uh, I looked online and there is like a point system from the 14th century that I implemented and uh, when we added up all the points with the players in the gallery kind of shouting shouting his name and encouragement and making sure the judges got all the points um, he uh, the clear character won by points the first time around. Uh, Broken lances and all that kind of cool stuff. The second one, he unhorsed his opponent. I think this was the one... I think he knocked his opponent unconscious. He just nailed him really hard. Um, Got rolled a critical. I think this is the one where he crumpled... Yeah, I think this was the one where he crumpled his opponent's hand into the shield. And the guy just kind of fell off his horse unconscious the third round. So he, he's made it through two rounds and people are like freaking out the, at, at, after this round, seeing him win once the Duke is like, well, I guess I'm impressed seeing him win twice. He's like, something's, something's up. So he runs, he, he's going to run. It looks like he's going to go to the pavilion and, and find all this out. So the character, so Primus is watching in the crowd dressed as like a peasant or something. The player has encouraged him to do that. But then when they see his father going to go check on him, um, they uh, everyone runs to the pavilion where he's there his valet runs there too one of the players kind of tries to intervene and try to get an audience with the duke and does enough um, to one, not get run through by the halberdiers that are escorting the Grand Duke but also stall enough that at least they're able to unstrap and get the armor off the elf and start pretending to put it back on to primus and the elf sort of pretends to be like a like a groomsman uh, tending to the horses so they they commit some good subterfuge primus is a, a book learner he is good at talking he throws some veiled insults at his father um but it works really well they persuade the duke that yes this is primus um doing this and to add some flavor when Primus leaves, they're gonna to have to—they have to tell him. Well, we're gonna to have to make sure that you look all beaten up and bruised, Primus, because the Elvenite was beaten up and bruised at this time, getting some healing from the valet and others of the players in between uh, joust bouts. So <laughs> the uh, the villager turned boatsman turned brawler, he's like, "Yes, I get to beat up on a noble." So he smat—he smacks his, you know. Primus's legs to mirror the bruises that, you know, the elven has taken from the joust, et cetera. They dirty him up, but Primus is cool with this. He's, you know, his end goal is to make his father proud of him, right, and make his father think that he is not just a scholar, that not just a scholar and book learner that he is, but also a warrior, right. So, round three, he, uh, the uh, elven knight, does well again. And I'm, I guess I'm rolling well, but not well enough to unhorse said knight, or up when I do damage enough to in my, you know. So what I did is I ruled that if to get knocked down, you have to take at least half your your total wounds in a pass, and then you have to roll your ride check to see if you remain on horse. And I do that for both parties. Um But if you do enough damage to knock the person out, you know you're charging it someone with the lance. Lance it has. Has a quality called impact, um, which makes it pretty substantial in damage. And it does strength plus a d6 of damage to um, mirror that of the horse that you're riding. So, pretty nasty. I mean, although they're wearing plate armor, so that mitigates some of the damage, it still hurts. And it's all like, um, it's all blunt damage, but it still can knock you out, right? So the third pass, he knocks. He doesn't knock his opponent out. He knocks him down, or he does enough damage to, to potentially unhorse. I roll a critical failure on my horsemanship, so the guy kind of falls over, gets caught in the stirrup. You know, stirrup. His leg gets caught in the stirrup, and he's dragged around for a while. Um, but uh, pretty crazy. So he's in the final round, um, and he's fighting like what I call like the one, who, the champion from last year. This, this, uh, the brother of the duke of spotten spottenheim where they're where boggenhofen the, the duchy that Boggenhaffen is located so this guy i probably give him like a i think i give him a base like 70 75 skill in his riding and horsemanship compared to um like a maybe a 55 or 60 for the player so we go through some passes the player, again, almost gets unhorsed, but rem- remains steady and steadfast. Um, I think he definitely used one of his meta currencies to reroll during the course of this joust. And then um, he nails this guy, hits him in the head with a critical, almost, you know, sends him head over heels from the horse and wins the tournament. But then is smart enough to rush back into the pavilion and switch places again uh with the duke's son so uh and the duke citing you know doesn't want to risk his friend who's all beat up his new friends is all beat up goes outside and cites precedent that the winner of the joust can refrain from um, participating in the grand melee so that others may have glory that day so uh it was pretty cool they did continue their investigations they found out some more interesting rumors. They also found that the, the, the consequences of their, their thievery in the night has caused the brothers to come to blows publicly, one accusing the other of stealing money from them. Uh, they, they kind of circulate this rumor of one brother since they found a letter that he didn't like his brother and was jealous. Um, so they're kind of feeding the flames of that. And this kind of may, might hinder or disrupt or cause the, in their mind, the Order of Septenarius to make some mistakes. So they do some other legwork. And what I think I like about this adventure is that there are various ways you can get to find what you need to find, depending on the strengths of the players. And these players are not, they're not the kind of, well, one of them is like a bookish learning type, but the other ones, you know, they hit, they hit the pavement and they, you know, they question the beggars and and villagers in the town uh, one of them who has become uh well he had a revelation in the temple of shalia is now helping at the soup kitchen and he learns that beggars are get going missing in another part of town so then they at night while the chaos moon is low in the sky and shedding its sickly green light onto the town which is definitely odd and they know something is building to something nefarious they they go to this location where the beggars are going missing from and there's a series of warehouses 58 of them but they have some leads on the family and that each warehouse has a number and the family crest so the families that are part of this Ordo septenarius they hit home in on those crests and they find a potential location where things look like they've been moved around but uh, that might have to wait for the next day um, not wanting to stay outside all night and get that bathe in that corrupting Morisleb light, they retire back across, um, out of the city, back to Schaffenfest and the pavilions of the Duke, um, armed and armored and ready to go, maybe rest, resting so that they'll be ready to go armed and armored to disrupt whatever foul plans the Ordo Septenarius has. So it was a it was a good session. Again, the highlight was the joust. It was pretty cool to see that come to fruition. Honestly, I don't know if Primus von bildhofen has another role in the saga. Hopefully, they're all like, oh, I bet she's going to turn into like a chaos guy and or something like that. They're kind of concerned about betrayal and um, and all that. That's one of the themes in in the campaign is is things do not always look as they seem. And then betrayal is a big one. So. They're hoping that this guy doesn't betray them um, or succumb to chaos down the road or is part of chaos already, right? They don't know. But uh, hey, they got a patron. They have someone who can arm them. Um, the the fest, is going to be over the next day and all these people are leaving. But Primus said definitely look him up. And if you need to, because these are powerful merchants in the city and if things go south and you need to flee the city, you can have refuge in Carburg, So um, they have a quote-unquote safe house somewhere in the country. We'll see how it goes. But uh, thank you for listening. That is Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay.